Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. So, I need giant fans. To listen up. By the way, I've been getting texts and tweets like, oh, where are you? We didn't take so many days off for the overnight. I work Sundays now during football season, at least for the remainder of the football season, with Moose. So that eliminates the Sunday night into Monday morning overnight. And then this week was a holiday. I'm taking off. Give me a break, will you? But I'm back and I am ready to go for the next three days. I want Giant fans to listen up loud and clear. The reason why people like myself we're doubting the Giants coming into the year or during the course of the year or going into the postseason against the Vikings. And I know there weren't many people that were doubting the Giants in that game against Minnesota in particular. And one of the reasons why I picked Minnesota was, in fact, because it seemed like everybody was just blindly picking the Giants in this game. One of the reasons for that is because we didn't see a performance like we saw Sunday at all. That was something new this year for the Giants. And they deserve a ton of credit for that. Really, they've played, and look, obviously throughout the course of the season, they've had some great wins, and we know what kind of season they had overall, shocking everybody to the point where they made the postseason. But they've played, and Daniel Jones in particular, they have played two Great games, both of which, and I'm not counting the Week 18 Eagles game because they didn't try in that game. You know, I mean, no, obviously they kept it close, but they weren't playing their starters. I'm looking at that as basically an exhibition. The last two games the Giants have gone full bore in have been their best two games. And that is exactly what you want at this particular point in the season. And... While making the playoffs was great, while Dable and Jones and Barkley and everybody should be taking bows for their excellent season, while getting in and then winning the wild card round, cherry on top. Although I don't like cherries, so whatever. Sprinkle, a little hot fudge maybe. I like the crunchies, chocolate crunchies. But all of that is great and fun. Now... It's real. All the talk, and I'm not saying the Giants are going to win the Super Bowl because I deep down don't believe that they will. But all the talk prior to the wild card performance in Minnesota, all the talk prior to that was loony talk. It's insane talk. It's wishful thinking. It's hopeful. You're excited about it, maybe. Sure. But there was no logic or merit to it other than you were hoping that it might be a possibility. Well, now, 
after what we saw in Minnesota. And again, I reiterate, something we haven't seen, period. Haven't seen that. That was dominance. And you can pinpoint Minnesota's defense sucking. You can pick on Kirk Cousins, whatever. To me, it's not about that. It's about Daniel Jones and Brian Dable and what that offense did, which was basically perform at an unstoppable level. And the way that they did it was dominant. That's something we haven't seen. Yeah, okay, against the Colts, which was the first time we saw it, where I said at the time, you know, during that game, this is the best game Daniel Jones has ever played. But it was against the Colts. You know, you figure the Colts are a dead team. Fine. Not taking away from Jones, but from the Giants finally blowing out an opponent and playing a clean game. Yeah, hard to take a lot of stock in that with a dead Colts team. This, however, was even better. And this is in a postseason against a team that won 13 games and in their building to boot. What I saw from the Giants on Sunday was a team that, if they play like that, could beat anybody. Now, that's a tall uh, task. I understand that. But that is something that was encouraging to a point where, whoa, who are these guys? If they played like that throughout the course of the regular season, they would have a chance to win the division. But they've gotten better. They've gotten healthier. They've gotten better. They are tough. They are smart. And that's all Dable's credit. I mean, obviously, you give the players credit as well. But he has set the tone here for how he wants this team to be. And for all you guys who are making the excuses for Daniel Jones, oh, but Sal, oh, he doesn't have an offensive line. How can you criticize him? Oh, but he's got no weapons. No, no, no. No, he's got no weapons to throw to. Did anybody think Isaiah Hodgins was a great weapon? Anybody? You wanted Daniel, you wanted Odell Beckham Jr., didn't you? Thank God that didn't happen. And Daniel Jones doing exactly what I said good quarterbacks do. They make good wide receivers. Daniel Jones is doing that with Isaiah Hodgins. Daniel Jones is making Darius Slayton, even though Slayton, you know, still with a huge drop in that game, making Darius Slayton a better receiver, making Richie James a good receiver. You get the point. Daniel Jones is playing his rear end off. And in the first half of that game, he was unstoppable, not on design runs, and I know there were a couple of those in there as well. And thankfully, the Giants let up a little bit in the second half on that because you just cannot keep running Daniel Jones. you got to get hurt. I mean, you can't do that. But where he was really effective in the first half of that football game was the broken down pass plays. That is something I've talked about forever. Yeah, the design runs are nice, but quarterbacks make the most damage or do the most damage on the ground during broken down pass plays. Minnesota had no answer. And even after the Vikings marched down the field and go up 7 nothing, and I'm sure scaring some Giant fans and thinking, uh-oh, maybe this is not going to be as easy as we thought. Boom, they answer right back. It was at that moment. After the Vikes went up 7-0, the game was in the balance right then and there. Giants 
stormed right down the field and answered back. And once they did that, I knew they were going to win that football game. Now, I didn't think Daniel Jones was going to look as good as he did. I didn't think the the moment would be too big for Daniel Jones going in, but he played better than we'd ever seen before. That is what I'm talking about. There's no more, oh, is Daniel Jones the guy? Those questions were answered during the course of this season. So that debate is foolish, and I still hear or see people trying to have that debate. That makes no sense. Where's that coming from? That's an old news debate. That's a pre-season debate. Daniel Jones went out there and led the Giants to the postseason. So those questions about could he win, could he be a competent quarterback, those are gone forever. He did it. He took this team with limited talent to the postseason. Now, is it a combination of him and Brian Dable? Sure, absolutely. Would Daniel Jones be doing this on his own somewhere else with a different head coach? I don't know. But I don't care to get into hypotheticals in this particular case. Let's focus on what is. And what is is Daniel Jones went out there and answered whatever questions might have been left about what he can do because he did it in the postseason. Now, once you do that, I mean, there are four teams left in the NFC. The Giants are one of them. We're still going to talk about, I don't know if he's the guy or not. But this is what we needed to see. And now it's not talking in hypotheticals anymore about what if, I think this, I think that. Let's go with what is. We know what is. Daniel Jones was a stud on Sunday. Now, for the Giants to go out there and beat Philadelphia and potentially go through the Cowboys or the Niners on the way to the Super Bowl, he's going to have to play like that and maybe then some. But at least he showed you it's there. It's there, and it's there without the weapons that you all said that he needed. Oh, how's that possible? It was there without the weapons you all said he needed. He's always had the toughness. He's always had the right mentality. And for somebody like myself who knocks a player like Odell Beckham Jr. because he craves the attention, still can't help himself, Odell. He'll never figure it out. Daniel Jones the complete opposite, and that's why I love his attitude and his makeup. That has never been the question. But now, when you take that and pair it with the performance that you're getting on the field from him, in particular the last two games, Colts and now Vikings, it's a franchise quarterback. And we didn't have any doubts about that, that the Giants were going to lock him up, you know, whether it's three years, two years, five years, whatever, prior to the postseason. But now, after watching him in the postseason, There's no more doubting. That doesn't mean he's going to be perfect the rest of his career. But the fact that he showed you he can do that on the biggest stage, that gives you hope moving forward that he's the answer. He's part of the answer and the solution, not part of the problem. Where on the other side of town, obviously with the Jets, we have no idea what Zach Wilson could be, who their quarterback's going to be, just in comparison. And I'll tell you another thing. Daniel Jones should be a prime example. And I give Giants ownership credit for this because Mara nailed it. And I thought it was hot air. Yeah, I don't want to hear it all. We did everything we could as an organization to screw this kid up. He was dead on correct with that one. Dead on blank accurate, as Marissa Tomei would say. Because they did do everything they could as an organization to screw him up. 
And now, with the right coach and the right system, you are seeing the best Daniel Jones has to offer. What's the lesson learned here? Sometimes patience can be a virtue. And you look at these quarterbacks, whoever it may be, and everybody wants to kick them to the curb as soon as they fail in the first year or their second year. If it's not immediate immediate results, these guys are busts. Get them out of here. And there were a lot of Giant fans and a lot of people like myself saying the same thing. Enough of Daniel Jones. Enough of Saquon Barkley. I've seen it. Time for something new. Time for something fresh. And I stand by it because we didn't see this. Four years. Four years we didn't see this. But now we did. And it shows you that with the right coach, you have to have the right quarterback too, but with the right coach, you can make something of somebody who really didn't show much prior, even in the three years prior, where there may have been flashes early on in his career, never to this extent. So it doesn't need to be immediate. What needs to happen is you have to have the right foundation, the right staff around the players that you bring in and then put them in positions to succeed. It took the Giants long enough, but they finally got it right. And now it gets real. Wild card weekend is great. Division around is playing for the right to play for the right to go to the Super Bowl. There are three games left. That's it. Now it's real. And when you get this close, it's no more. Yeah, they're playing with house money. Nobody would ever criticize them. Even if they got smoked by Philadelphia, nobody would ever criticize them. I don't think anybody would criticize them if they got smoked by Minnesota, to be honest with you. I know I wouldn't. Been a great year. But now anything is possible. There is no more ceiling on this Giants team, regardless of the talent, regardless of how impressive their resume was as far as wins and blowout wins, whatever it may be this year, there is no ceiling anymore. They play like they did Sunday. They could beat anybody. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We need your second opinion. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. This should be a great week for the Giant fans now. You had fun about getting into the postseason, enjoying the wild card game. You win that game. Now it gets real. And it gets real against a hated rival with the friggin' Eagles. How great is that, by the way, who are beatable? And I know the Eagles were the best team in the NFC this year, but all year long, you know, that was one of the things that we talked about where Giant fans had hope. Why would they have hope? And part of the reason, I I know because of their history and all that, but part of the reason, and it was legitimate, you look at the NFC, it's not like it was clear dominant teams. I mean, two of them are in their division with the Eagles and Cowboys. Niners appointed third-string quarterback. Add this to your New Year's resolutions. Win money in 2023 with Superbook Sports. Superbook has over three decades of sports wagering experience in Las Vegas. So you get the best odds anywhere as we head into the football playoffs. Plus, check out their special odds, boosts, and promotions at Superbook.com. Make 2023 the year when you win money from Vegas. Download the Superbook Sports app now and place your bets. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is, you know, now, I mean, like I said, there's no more oh, what-ifs and predictions and stuff like that. I mean, it doesn't matter. Four teams left in the NFC. The Giants are one of them. Imagine that. This is a year, and we referenced this earlier on in the season, that mirrors what the Yankees did in 2017. Rebuilding season. They're not there yet. See what they have. Evaluation. That's what it was. And that is, and I saw, I think it was Carl Banks, or somebody tweeted this out about, um, where where's the tank crowd now? I never am a believer in tanking a season. Now, not that I would ever have anticipated this, but this is a prime example of why you don't tank. Would you rather have the number one pick? Huh? 
or the number three pick or four pick, whatever it would have been? Or would you rather be sitting where you are right now going in the divisional round this weekend, Saturday night in Philadelphia? Chance to ruin the Eagles season. Oh, come on. This is what dreams are made of. Oh, tank. Let's tank. I get it that this is an aberration, but still, it shows that it's possible. Limo Driver Ed starts us off. Good morning, Limo Driver Ed. Good morning, Sam. Good morning. Good morning. Well, listen, let me tell you one thing. Down here, I'm, you know, I live in Eastern PA. And the story right now is, uh, you know, with Hurts' shoulder, the only thing you got to do is land on it. He goes, he'll be done. He'll be done. They're, they're nervous already about the shoulder. Well, it's not 100%. Here. That's for sure. We know that. Yeah. But like I said is, if you land on him, okay, you take him out, that's, he's not going to be able to come back and play with that shoulder. Right, I mean, but they're not going to try to injure the guy. I mean, if Dexter Lawrence no, no, happens no, to get no, to you him. Don't. Yeah. But listen, you know, I understand what you're saying, but you don't. But sometimes, you know, Wilson, Wilson and all the guys that got there, that nice big old beef line, yeah. hey, you fall on him. That's it, brother. That's uh, Kayvon it. Thibodeau gets a big hit on him. Lawrence, as we said, was. I mean, it's not like the Giants can't get to him. Look, Hertz was one right. of the MVPs of the league this year. So if he were 100% healthy, maybe it'd be different. He's not. I don't know how healthy he is, but I know he's not 100% healthy. I wouldn't look at it as, oh, they can knock him out of the game. I look at it more, and by the way, that is possible, of course, but I look at it more, oh, how effective is Hurts going to be if he's not 100%? We haven't seen him really run a lot as of late, as, you know, since he came back, and that could be an issue and because Hurts, a big part of his game is his mobility, is his legs. That's right, and also, too, is, you know, throwing, throwing a long ball, too. That's another thing, you know, trying to, you know, air that out and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but listen. Now, you know, I'm a Jets fan. You know, I'm just 69, baby. Listen, if Jones wants to switch on over to us, I'll give him the money. Whatever he wants, I'll give it to him. Yeah, he ain't, I, I need, he ain't going anywhere. You want Lamar Jackson? No, I don't. Yeah. He's injured too much. Yeah, me, and, me, I'm not gonna give, and I'm not going to give him a card for him either. Exactly. Exactly. So I wouldn't either. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think there's a good answer, Limo Drive Red. And thank you for the call. Appreciate you checking in. I don't think there is a good answer, which always brings me back. Look, I've been firm on this from day one. I'm going to stick to it because it's what I believe in. Now, I hate the fact that they fired LaFleur, but Matt Ryan would be my guy. I'm not going all in for Lamar Jackson. Get, just to wrap it up and get back to your point about Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones obviously isn't going anywhere. So that's a dream. And by the way, I don't think Daniel Jones would be as good with Robert Sala and whoever the Jets bring in as offensive coordinator. I think it's the perfect fit right now with Dable. Why would you break that up? They're not going to. Daniel Jones, Brian Dable... I mean, I don't know how long Jones is going to be here, but Dable's going to be here a long, long time. And I would assume that Daniel Jones, especially if he could stay healthy, is going to be right there with him. But as far as the Jets go, I know the talk is about Lamar Jackson, possibly. Look, if the Ravens franchise tag him, you're not giving up what it takes to get him. There's a bunch of things. And I love Lamar Jackson. He's more of a running back than he is a quarterback. His the wear and tear on knee, how could that not concern you? His game is running the football. That is his bread and butter. If he's got a bum knee and he's been out the last two years at the end of the year, what would make you think he's going to be able to stay healthy moving forward? And then when you say, oh, we'll just rely on him to be more of a pocket passer, well, he's not good at that. He's okay. He's gotten a little bit better. Lamar Jackson is not a great thrower of the football. His strength, and he is the best I've ever seen at it, from a quarterback perspective, his strength is running the football. I'm not going all in for him. If, if he's a free agent, maybe one thing, because then that's less 
risk, just money. But to trade two top picks or whatever it is for him, get the hell out of here. No way. I don't want Garoppolo. I don't want Carr. I'm trying to save Zach Wilson. And the way to do that would be Matt Ryan, who will eventually be cut by the Colts and still wants to play. Don is calling from Fort Lee. What's up, Don? Yeah, how you doing, Sal? Great, Don. How are you? So good. I'm I'm super stoked now with the Giants. Um, so excited with the upcoming game. Um, a couple things. I just want to make a few points. The first is, um, yet that, that drop at the, the, at the end of the game by uh, Slayton and that that penalty roughing the passer. That those were very scary for us Giant fans. I mean, I thought that call was egregious. I mean, I don't know why those calls can't be. Uh, I've seen I've things. seen a lot worse though. I mean, Giant fans are making it like, oh, it's the worst call I've ever seen. Give me a break. Do you watch the NFL? I mean, there were about five that were worse in the last ten weeks of the year. So it was bad. Don't get me wrong; it should never have been roughing the passer. But in accordance to way to the way the game is being called in, in this particular year, that was nothing. I, I've seen so many worse calls. Right, but when it comes to a reception, they're so meticulous to get the call right. Two feet in, you got to control the ball when you land. And when it comes to these penalties, because they're not reviewable, it just seems you know they don't always they don't always get it right. And sometimes it's just well, obvious. well, they're trying to protect the quarterback. So any kind of you can't you basically can't touch the quarterback. It is a roll of the dice. If you get to the quarterback, it is a roll of the dice. Whether you take him down, whether you place him down gently, whether you shove him down, whatever, whether you graze his helmet, it's a roll of the dice. You never know what's going to get called. It's a danger zone. Getting to the quarterback is a danger zone. Right. I, I could I could see that because he did graze his helmet. But supposedly, from what I heard, in the offseason, they, they, they said if you just graze the helmet, if it's not a hit to the helmet, it's just like barely touching it, that they wouldn't have that as, as a, a rubbing well, the passer. the league's got to figure something out because – it can't continue like this. You can't have sacking the quarterback be a part of the game, a significant part of the game the way that he is, and then have it get ruined by sensitive calls. I don't even want to call it a bad call because I think by the rule, the refs are doing the right thing. I mean, they're saying you can't have any kind of contact with the quarterback like that or forcibly throw him down. I'm telling you, there's there have been a million worse this year so that was nothing these have been it's been happening all year long it's got to get fixed by the nfl luckily it didn't cost the giants i I believe you another point i wanted to make is of the three teams that remain in the nfc which is the team that you think would give the giants the most trouble uh the niners and thank you for the call don i appreciate checking in has to be the niners because i think the niners are the best team left i still don't trust philly although look I mean, Philly's going to give the Giants trouble. There's no way around it. I mean, you know, the, the, even when the Giants played a dominant game on offense against Minnesota, still a one-score game. And to your point, one play here, one play there, all of a sudden Minnesota ties the game. Now, they didn't, and you give the Giants credit. I didn't think the Giants would be able to score that many. I thought that Minnesota would put up the number that they did. I didn't think the Giants would be able to score that many. That's why I was impressed with their offense. How could you not be? 31 points for this team. You know, we basically haven't seen that all year long. If you're throwing out the Colts game because the Colts stink, this was the and even if you factor in the Colts game, this was the best offensive performance the Giants have had by far. It is not going to be easy getting a win on the road in Philadelphia. I don't think it would be easy against any of the three remaining teams. But if you had to pick one who I think is the toughest, to me, the Niners have been, and I've said this from the beginning of the year, they were always going to be my pick to go to the Super Bowl in the NFC. So 
I'd have to say that they are. Now, I don't even know that they beat Dallas. I wasn't really overly impressed with Brock Purdy in the first half of that game either on Saturday. He settled down and looked much better as the game went on. Niners got weapons galore. They have a defense. Well-coached team. Can run it. Can throw it. They're going to be a tough team. So if I think they're the best team, they're probably the toughest for the Giants to face up with if we get there. Bob is calling from Bayside. I'm sure a very happy man. I am. Sal, before I get to my main point on this thing about roughing the passer, it has to do with very simple. Even if you touch the head of the of the quarterback, mm-hmm. if you get to his head, even though it's glancing, a glancing touching, they're going to call it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Even All if right. you touch it by accident. But it's also not just that. If you fall on a quarterback too hard, if you twist him down too hard, I mean, it's ridiculous. These guys can't really, unless you grab the quarterback and place him down gently, you can't even sack the guy. It's absurd. Yeah. Yeah, that call the other day, uh, he, it was a glancing touch to, to his head helmet, and they called it. But anyway, let me get to my main point. Sal, I want to compliment you. I was flabbergasted at your opening tonight because you and I have been going back and forth for over a year now about Daniel Jones, and you finally came around. I always said he had all the tools. He just needed the coaching. He needed the OC. He needed the offensive line. And you see, he has the tools. And I compliment compliment you. Well, I appreciate that. But why do you think that I said what I said? I mean, we saw it. We've never seen. Now, you can say that you expected this to happen or you saw the tools, and that's fine, and I give you credit for that. But we've never seen this type of performance. And to do that on the road in a playoff game, that is rare. I mean, that is putting up numbers that have basically never been put up before with the touchdown, throwing touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, or whatever, the passing yards. So, And it's not just about the stats, but watching that game, he was unstoppable. And there's no way anybody can doubt Daniel Jones after it because it's no more up for debate, Bob. We saw it. It's not about opinion. It's about fact now. And he's also cut down on what his bugaboo has been for the last year on the turnovers. Did you see how many turnovers Josh Allen's thrown in the last two games? Yeah, and if Daniel Jones did that, we'd want him out of town. But Josh Josh Allen gets away with it. And remember the last minute and a half in, in the Green Bay game? The Bills have well, been very sloppy, by the way. All yeah. year, they've been very sloppy. Remember the last minute and a half of the Green Bay game? When uh, when Aaron Rodgers was uh, driving down, and he threw that that fl- that floater that got intercepted. If that was Daniel Jones, he'd be excoriated by everybody. Well, remember there was a reason why Bob people were talking about Daniel Jones and a turnover problem. Do you know why that was? Tell me why, Sam. Because he used to turn the football over at a ridiculous rate. Right? Can I tell you why he turned it over? No, no, but he did. That, that's what I'm saying. He, whether it's fumbles, whether it's interceptions, he was a turnover machine. Now, to his credit, he has cleaned that up. And he got better a little bit last year. And this year, he took ridiculous strides under the, the tutelage of Brian Dable. So, I mean, there, it's no more. It's not about if Daniel Jones could do it anymore. Now it's just a matter of when Daniel Jones is going to get them as far as they can go. If or when he's going to get them as far as they could go, which would be to the Super Bowl, right? I mean, Sal, you know why he turned it over a lot? Because with the offensive line two years ago, the, the defensive linemen were in on him in one second. 
Now, now, yeah, now you have a little bit more time. That. Things change. Yeah, that, that's true. And maybe trying to do too much. He was still a young player. Look, he's always had the size. He's always had. You can tell, and I remember watching him in preseason. You can his first preseason ever. You can tell that he had the tools, right? Size. He had the arm strength. To me, he doesn't throw and the mobility. It. Well, right, and the mobility, sure. But he was never the fastest runner. He was always putting himself in harm's way, getting hurt his first couple years, not protecting the football, making mistakes. I don't think he throws with enough touch. But you know what? Look at him now. Look at the last two games. He's playing smart. He's playing confidently. You have to love his attitude by being a leader. And, and t- he's always been tough, which is something that you admire. I mean, at times he's just been flat-out reckless. But his toughness, there is no... Knocking Daniel Jones. I mean, and he, Sally's twenty-five years old. Well, that's the thing. But look at it. It took four years to figure it out with the right coach. So anything's possible. Sal, I, once again, I'm going to say goodbye, but I commend you. Well, Bob. I mean, and thank you for the call, Bob. And congrats on Daniel Jones and the Giants. This is not me versus Daniel Jones or me versus the Giants or me versus the Giant fans. It's about the player. It's about the team. It's about what I saw prior, which led me to believe what I was saying about him prior to him having success this year. If you've been paying attention, and I know you have, Bob, yeah, I may have criticized Daniel Jones for three years and even this year in the beginning, but there was a point where I looked at the rest of the league and said, you know what, as much as I don't love Daniel Jones and would need to see more, he's better than half the quarterbacks in the league right now. And he's only gotten better. Here's the greatest compliment I think you can pay a player. His his best two games were his last two games. One, which they needed to win to get into the postseason. The other, obviously, in the postseason. But think about it. For any player, his best two games were his last two. That means he hasn't been better ever than he's been in these last two games. He's continuing to grow. So it's not a, I hate Daniel Jones, I think he sucks, he'll never be any good. It's a, wow, that is what I'm talking about, performance. More of that, please. Now the challenge is going to be playing like that consistently. And quarterbacks are bound to make mistakes, all players are. And with this Giants team, especially now as they move on here, taking on a different caliber opponent in Philadelphia and again on the road. The challenges are the Giants good enough to make a, to, you know, to get away with a mistake or two. Are they good enough to overcome that? I'm not talking about just the drop ball. I'm talking about turnovers. The Giants turn the ball over twice Saturday night. Are they good enough to overcome that? I'm not so sure that they are yet. But, hey, the way that this football team plays, smart and tough, why would you think they're going to make mistakes? Half the battle is not beating yourself. That's one thing this Giants team never does is beat themselves. Rob is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Rob? Hey, Sal. How you doing, brother? Good, man. How are you? I'm okay. Um, About Daniel Jones, look, you know, I'm a big fan. Uh, you know, the, like you said, the last two games, I mean, you know, I, who expected that last game? I mean, really. That was a, he was perfect. That was, it was the perfect. perfect. I mean, it was unbelievable watching that. It was one. 
point where he was he was getting getting close to getting sacked, or he got sacked, and it was a critical moment, and he just threw the ball away. A couple years ago, he wouldn't have did. Everybody tried to force it into coverage, so he's getting smarter. Which you will hope that every player after playing in the league a certain amount of time, they'll learn their lessons. But some guys, that, some guys, either a don't get it, b right? don't get the time, c don't get the proper coaching. Oh, Daniel oh, Jones has had all three. He, he's had all three, and you know he's made the best of his opportunities. But I'm not ready to just hand him the keys and say, "Here's a seven-year, three hundred million dollars." Well, contract. that that is a different story. I mean, I, what, what would you give him? You know, they're going to give him a contract. I'm a franchise tag him another year, because or, or, I mean, what does he want? I mean, is he the? I I, I got to see that he can throw the deep ball. Is is he is he a pocket passer like Lamar Jackson? If he can't run, can he stay in the pocket consistently and and and, and, and you know, well, running is a huge part of his game. It's a big part of his game. And you, way, he's the same guy. Right, you, know? you worry about him staying health, the durability with the way right. that he's taking a beating, with running the football 17 times a game, it's whatever it may be. You can't expect that. He's young, but is that... Is that I, would, I would give him a three-year deal. If he wants more than that, I mean, you might have to give him a five-year deal. Uh, I don't think you could do any more than five. I, I, don't, wouldn't, I wouldn't break the bank. I wouldn't go crazy. I mean, he's, he, like you say, he's better than the most right now. Give him that. Well, let, let me ask you this way, Rob. If you don't bring back Daniel Jones, what the hell are you doing for quarterback? Well, you have to bring him back. Well, I'm that's what I mean. So, terms, so, so there may, maybe there's going to be a market for him outside of the Giants. And it could be. I mean, like you say, he's better than most. So uh, do you get into a bidding war with Daniel Jones? If you're the Giants, I don't, that's a tough question. I'm not a GM. I don't know. I have to think about that one. I just just one thing. They might as well at this point just give the quarterback the flags. That's it. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, that's, that's what, they got to do that, Rob. I, yeah. I mean, I joke about it, saying we got to go to two hand touch or flag yeah, that's football. Yeah, because you can't tackle them. I mean, that part of the game, I know it was a bad call, but you understand the rules. He accidentally hit him. If the throw down wasn't rough, I mean, what the hell are you supposed to do as a defensive player? Like, there's it's nothing they can like do. The we, we've seen it different ways all year long with different teams. It's horrible. That wasn't the worst call, like you said. Not by far wasn't the worst call. Correct. Not even by far. Not even by far. I see somebody like, oh, my God, really? There was one. Who was it? Was it a Monday Night Football game where I want to say it was the Cowboys. Okay. Somebody just basically tackled the quarterback and fell on him, and they called it for four on him too hard. Who, yeah, yeah. Who I, was that, Fleeks? It was a primetime game. Oh, maybe – oh, Chiefs-Raiders. Right, I don't know why I was thinking Cowboys. It was definitely Chiefs-Raiders. It might have been Chris Jones on car. Right. Fell on – he just literally fell on him, and right. they called the flag. The but Grady there were a Jarrett, handful of those this year. The, the Grady Jarrett won against uh, against Tom Brady with the Bucks and Falcons. Go look at that one. Yeah, that ruined the game. Works. Atlanta could have won works. that game and changed the, changed the complex of that division. They need to come be consistent or seriously, it may sound crazy, really just give them the flag. That's it's, it. It's not crazy, Robin. Thank you for the call, as right, always. Bro, thank you. Yeah, appreciate you checking in. It's not crazy. I know it does sound ridiculous. I think we're headed toward that. Put the flags around their waist, and this way you're not having guys go too low. You're not having guys go hard. Or, or, excuse me, go high. Go try to grab those the flags off. Now, if a quarterback tucks it and runs with it, I mean, do we have the same rule? Or are they able to get hit there? I, I don't know. Maybe it should be the flag rule. There's ways to figure it out. I mean, it, it's. I'd rather that we can't do two hand touch. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the answer, but I'd rather the flags than I would these roughing the passer calls. It is bull bleep. And it those are calls that ruin games. They ruin games. You are penalizing defenses for doing exactly what they're supposed to do.
get to the quarterback and take him down. Not get to the quarterback and take him down gently. It's get to the quarterback and take him down. So if you're taking that away and ruining games because of it, maybe it's time to change it up. And seriously, I I, I know you said, Rob, it sounds crazy. I'm with you. I think it's legit. Two-hand touch time or flag football time for the quarterbacks only. Don't need to get nuts with it. But for the quarterbacks, I think it's a realistic request at this point. Talk about Giants playoff football here on The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Back on the band, 877-337-66. 66 is the number to call the 105 a.m. The warm-up show with Al and Jerry. It was a fun wild card weekend. I know for Giant fans especially, I enjoyed myself watching these games. Matter of fact, I was just home. Didn't really do anything. I was home with uh, my wife and, and daughter, and we had some uh, you know nice family time while the games were being played on Saturday, and the Jaguar game was, I was about to shut it off at the half, and luckily I didn't after the Jaguar scored that touchdown, and then my wife fell asleep. I had the game on the iPad, we're watching, I don't know, some movie or TV show, we're watching Blackbird, I think we're finishing up at the time, and then Sunday, of course, locked in, Bills Dolphins, couldn't believe that, that the friggin' Bills couldn't even cover a four-point spread in a teaser, come on, ruin Moose and I's Sunday, terrible. And then obviously the Vikings, um, you know, not coming through against the Giants in in what was my, you know, the pick, uh, the perfect parlay pick. So I lost that as well. But, you know, watching the Giants play the way that they did, just an incredible performance in that game. Incredible. I was stunned. Not that the Giants won. I was not stunned that they won the game. I was stunned at how they won the game. I was also stunned that Kirk Cousins throws underneath on fourth and eight and he's Throwing in the flat. Dude, throw the ball down the field. I don't care what the route is. I don't care who's open. Throw the ball down the field. Come on. Cousins sucks. Minnesota, what a loser franchise, huh? Some things never change. Twins, Vikings. Boy, that town is just loserville. Disappointing. At home in a wild card game like that? Woof. But anyway, wild card weekend was great. And then the Baltimore-Cincinnati game... You know, the Ravens putting up a great fight. The worst play that you could make in the NFL is fumbling at the goal line. Fumbling going in at the goal line. That is the worst thing you can possibly do. Ravens do it. Bengals pick it up. Take it to the house. Game changed. This game essentially over at that point. And, you know, give the Ravens credit for fighting and playing without Lamar Jackson. But that is the worst play. It's almost one of the worst plays in sports. Think about a change in momentum like that. About to go in for a touchdown and instead fumble and have it taken back. An own goal, Fleeg says, maybe the only thing that's worse than that. Yeah. That, though, you can, I mean, those, when you're you're talking about a 14-point swing. Potentially, you know, 
putting seven on the board to having that seven taken away and then giving up seven like that. Oh, man. And now we set up with some great matchups. Divisional round. See, I love wild card weekend. Divisional round is the best. Championship Sunday is great, too, but divisional round is the best because you're getting, you know, we, we didn't have great matchups last weekend. Turned out some of the games were better than we thought, Miami-Buffalo in particular, but we didn't have great matchups. Now we're getting great matchups. Giants-Eagles Saturday night. Are you kidding me in Philadelphia? Are you kidding me with that? All right, Jags and Chiefs, that's the weakest matchup, but you're getting Patrick Mahomes in the division round against Trevor Lawrence and the Jags, who, you know, came back and played a great game. Yeah, all right, worst matchup on the board, sure, but still a solid matchup. And then the Bills and Bengals, and then the Niners and the Cowboys. I mean, those are three of the four are as good of matchups as you can possibly have. 877-337-6666. James calling from Jersey City. What's up, James? Hey, Sal, can you hear me? I got you, James. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, first time I'm ever calling a radio station, but uh, I'm sitting here doing Uber all night, and uh, I figured I'd take a shot. Appreciate it. No problem. I'm a big Cowboy fan, and uh, I feel like we're, we might be getting over the hump, but also I'm hearing, like, I feel like I'm hearing crickets with Dak after the performance he had. You know, he, he finally gets through. He wins, throws three touchdowns, and you know, I just feel like no one's talking about it. But if if he if he had one of his patented terrible games, I would be hearing it relentlessly. Well, that's but how also, it always is. The, the negativity sells. Look, I personally am a believer in Dak and a believer in the Cowboys. I picked them. That was my best bet this week to roll and uh, take care of the Bucks, and they did just that. Um, and Dak was even better than you you could have imagined. He was near perfect in that game. On Monday night, of course. Uh, what, what day is today? Wednesday? Yeah, so on Monday night. And, you know, Brady looked awful. Dak looked great. Matter of fact, on the Sunday show with Moose, football Sunday show, I said, which quarterback I'd rather have right now? Uh, Dak Prescott over Tom Brady. And it proved to be the case. Absolutely. So what, what do you what are you thinking uh, this week coming up? They got a shot or... Uh... Honestly, yeah, well, yeah, I think they have a shot. But honestly, James, I haven't given it thought yet as to who I think is going to win the game. Here's my dilemma. All year long, those have been my two teams in the NFC. Niners and Cowboys were the two teams that I thought were the best teams in the NFC. Obviously, the Eagles record-wise proved me wrong. But from the beginning, Niners, Cowboys were the two best teams. So now they're going head-to-head. I don't know what to do. A part of me, I think, is going to be rooting for Dallas for the upset. But I do believe in the Niners. I believe that they're good, plus they're home. I, I don't know. I haven't given enough thought yet to give it a pick, but I'll do so probably come Friday. Gotcha. And uh, do you think the Bucks were the worst team in the in the first round of the playoffs? Uh, we're talking AFC? You're just talking about in general? NFC. 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 Uh, in the NFC? Yes, I do. Well, who else would you even put in there? Uh, the Vikings or the Jags. You know, talent-wise, I thought. What well, are you saying? You're saying, you're saying just the NFC or you're talking about all of it? I'm confused now. I'm sorry. No, just the NFC. Do you think do you feel like the Cowboys had the easiest matchup out of all the games? Did they? Yes, I think that they did. But I also think it's because, and thank you for the call, James. I appreciate checking in. Good luck with the Uber. I also think it was because of their ability. I think because Dallas is a legitimately good team, that made Tampa look even worse. But, yes, I think Tampa's the worst team. The only one, other one you could probably say, if you're talking just NFC, 
would be Seattle. But I think even Seattle put up, well, not I think, Seattle put up an even better fight against a tough Niners team on the road. Tampa Bay was at home, and they got spanked. Matter of fact, I'd venture to say that Tampa Bay was the worst team in the postseason. Look at what Miami did on the road with their third-string quarterback. What's Tampa's excuse? The the Bucs were the worst team in the book. But I wouldn't look at that in a negative way, thinking like, oh, well, the Cowboys only beat the worst team. No, I think that's an impressive performance by Dallas. Now, it's going to be another level going into San Francisco and taking care of the Niners. Totally different level. This is where it starts to get real. Well, not starts to get real. This is where it gets real. Kevin is calling from Hartford, Connecticut. What's up, Kev? Hey, Sal. What's going on? How you doing? Good, Kev. How are you? Hey, so Golden Jacket Danny coming through, huh? <laughs> How about that? Um, uh. you no, know, it's just funny. Like, you know, he, he hasn't earned that Golden Jacket, but slowly but surely as a Giants fan, he is starting to earn some respect. And, um... As far as this goes, we've seen this story with the Giants before. A 9-7 and seven Giants team, everybody thought wasn't good enough. We weren't going to go into Tampa and beat Tampa. No way we were going into Dallas and beating Dallas. No way are we beating Brett Favre in the NFC Championship game. No way was that, any of that going to happen. So I'm just going to sit back, I'm going to relax, and I'm going to enjoy it. The only thing that, that's scaring me is that the Giants have $54 million in cap space for next year, and... Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley are going to take most of that space. And there's other holes that we – not unless these receivers keep proving that they can come through, then we got time because we got a lot of good players that we don't have to pay yet. So, well, and you've got to build through – you've got to continue to build through the draft or not even continue. You have to build – well, I guess continue off of what Gettleman did to a certain extent. But Joe Shane, you know, again, this is his first year here, so we got to see what Joe Shane could do moving forward. You can't go out there and just get all top price guys like you said – I would expect they're going to franchise Saquon Barkley. They're going to bring Daniel Jones back at a lucrative contract, so that's going to eat up a lot of that cap space. But they'll have some money to go out there and spend, and you got to spend it wisely. But basically, you have to build through the draft in the NFL to be successful. Right, right. So, you know, and as far as James Uber driver, good luck in San Francisco this weekend, buddy. God bless you. Well, look, I, yeah. don't think it's... I mean, if you're lucky, <laughs> if you're lucky, that's where you're going. Yeah, well, I like I said, there was no way we were going in and uh, – uh, beating that team in the NFC Championship game the last time this story right. was written with the Giants. So, like I said, I'm just going to sit back. I'm going to enjoy it, you know. And, and I may, you know, after all the junk that I talked about, Daniel Jones and breaking his chops and this and that, he's, he's proven that he's good enough to maybe get it done. Now, he's not there yet, but every game since, you know, going forward, this season especially, you know, he has proven to me as a Giants fan that, hey, maybe, you know, just maybe this is the guy. But, Kev, do, doesn't he have to do that? Like, we got, we get to a point, and thank you for the call, Kev. I appreciate you checking in. We've gotten to a point where everybody wants to anoint their guy before he deserves it. Obviously, everybody loves tearing down people as well the second something goes wrong, but... You're going to anoint – Giant fans have been anointing Daniel Jones since the first year. Better than Eli, gold jacket, this, that, blah, 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 blah. And now to your point, like he's earned the respect. That's how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to earn it. And Daniel Jones, I'm not saying he didn't do anything to earn respect, but he didn't do anything on the field to earn 
the positive talk or the belief that he could be good. You may look at him and say, oh, I like this about him and I like that about him and I think he might be able to get it one day with the right coaching. If that's the case, you are right. Because he did get it with the right coaching. But the idea that I'm supposed to or anybody else is supposed to just go out there and say, oh, yeah, Daniel Jones is the greatest thing ever without actually seeing him perform. You know, the other thing is, and I'm not even going to knock him here, but, you know, he's won one playoff game. Now, he's only played in one, but I'm saying let's not go nuts and compare him to Eli Manning just yet, who won two Super Bowls, right? I mean, there's a reason why a Super Bowl-winning quarterback is looked at differently than ones who haven't. Daniel Jones is kind of just getting started. Yeah, it's year four, but he's just getting started. There's no need to look down the road and say he's going to wear the gold jacket or he's going to win multiple multiple Super Bowls. Let's just go on what is. And what is right now, he's playing his rear end off. And he has been a tremendous quarterback for this team. And the best two games he's played in his entire career have been the last two games. That is exactly what you want. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 